0: This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across a cross coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker.
1: Father, we just thank you. Oh, thank you for your word. Your word is truth. And so we seek you. Lord, we ask you for fresh revelation, fresh manna for today. Water from the rock. And we thank you that you provide it. If we lack wisdom, you said you would give it. We ask for revelation understanding, our eyes being flooded with light as we seek you. So show us your face, God show us new treasures that you've hidden for us in this word and praise you Lord you said that when we seek you we would find you and our desire is to, to seek you out and to hear your heart and then for us not to just be hearers of the word but to be doers of it So cause our eyes to be enlightened today. And every person that that hears this podcast, every person that watches the video, God, may they sense your nearness Mm -hmm. and uh, be provoked to go deeper. That's what I ask for. Thank you for this time of fellowship. So we ask it all and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: And that prayer was brought to you by Mary Gamboa. The Mary Gamboa of Jealous album. That you can stream wherever you stream your music. Or you can go to marygamboamusic.com and purchase it there. And we also have Shelby Rose (laughs) Gingery. with us and I'm Randy and today we're going to start Romans 13 and <clears throat> I just want to remind everybody that when we've said this before in other podcasts but there's no chapter breaks there's no verses in the original language when the Bible was written it you know this was just I was always told that it was put on somebody riding horseback and they started putting chapters and verses in the Bible like in the 1500 or something Mm. but anyway it's a convenient thing for us and so this 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 is just one long letter written by paul to the church in rome who is made up of both jew and gentile and we've passed um really i call it the pinnacle of the letter and paul's transitioning to some some new thoughts um but before we get into chapter 13 which is what we're going to discuss today. I want to go back to the end of chapter 12 and let it flow into 13. So I'm going to read the end of chapter 12 and part, uh, the first part of 13. Paul says, Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. So he ends chapter 12. Uh, talking about loving your enemies. You brought up the thing about the headgear that the people turban, wore. Yeah. yeah, the turban. And putting the warm coals on their head to warm them, it was the, That was a blessing. It wasn't a, a you know, I'm going to get you type thing. So the context going into chapter 13 is enemies. He's focusing on love your enemies. And we discussed that pretty in-depth last podcast. So, Rolling right in with this context of enemies and loving your enemies. In chapter 13, verses 1 through 7, he says, Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in the people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without the fear of authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. Simple concept, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The authorities authorities are God's servants sent for your good, but if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes. (laughs) Two, the same reasons for the government workers need to be paid they are serving god and what they do give to everyone what you owe them pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect to uh, and honor to those who are in authority so a lot to dig into just in those mm-hmm. first seven verses mm-hmm. interesting
2: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and my first thought to discuss is this It's interesting that Paul goes from loving your enemies and blessing your enemies straight into submit yourself to governing authorities. Because, especially in our daytime, in our our, um, society, this is um, beginning to be a, I'm going to buck up against authority. And if you come up against me, you know, it's, it's, why are you coming up against me (laughs) you like for example I don't know if y'all have seen it or not but uh, recently there's been students when their student the teacher takes their cell phone and they just beat the living daylights out of the teacher Wow and leave them for basically to die you know and they were rescued by some other teachers and because their cell phone was taken that's crazy no respect for authority
2: Right.
0: It, you know, it, and this has been going on for so long, and our young people are being taught that. They're, I mean, somebody's modeling that for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And obviously, they're not getting that from Scripture. Yeah. <laughs> because the first thing Paul says, he's saying, Love your enemies and bless them. And then he goes right into submit to governing authorities. And that one six letter word there is hard for people to do submit yeah
1: right but where it strikes heart fear in the heart of people um when they think of submission as an oppressive you're under my thumb you're under my control but it's not that at all submission is to come under the mission of um to let it in my NIV version is worded a little differently. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except that, that which God has established. Mm-hmm. And the authorities that exist have been established by God. Let me say that again. The, those authorities have been established by God.
0: <clears throat> Key point. <laughs> right.
1: And that we are supposed to be subject to those.
0: Because he's going to go on and say, if you if you rebel against the governing authorities, you're basically rebelling against what God has established. Right. And we'll get into that in a few minutes. So <clears throat> this letter, like I mentioned a while ago, is written to the, the, the church in Rome. And the Romans really cared nothing for the Jesus followers. They were known as people of the way. I'm not, I'm not sure if they were called Christians by this point or not. Because they were first called Christians in Antioch right maybe they were
1: but followers of the way
0: followers of the way and if you think about it Jesus the Messiah was crucified by the Roman authorities Pilate he was beaten you know to a pulp unrecognizable Isaiah says chapter 52 um by the Roman soldiers Mm mhm right so the Romans um and the Jews needless to say they didn't get along very well right The Jews were constantly—they thought the Messiah was going to deliver them from the Roman oppression, Mm -hmm. and then Jesus didn't do that. And
1: they were thinking military force.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, they're thinking this guy's going to sit on the throne of David, so he's going to be dressed in royalty, and he's going to deliver us. And Jesus shows up an ordinary dude and saying, "Love your enemies Mm -hmm. (laughs) and feed them."
1: And the enemies, the at least the authorities here, the civil rulers, are probably pagan.
0: Pretty much, for the most part, there were there were exceptions. Right. Um. So they they beat Jesus. The, the the Roman authorities crucified Jesus, right? This is the King of the Jews. That's what they put over his head on the cross, right? Mm-hmm. And and. Paul says, I've written what I've written. Um, they were basically, just, in my opinion, when they were beating him, those soldiers were saying, you know, and mocking him, they saying, we'll show you who's in authority. And Jesus could have spoke one word and wiped them all out. Right. <laughs> but he didn't. He humbled himself. It was what we talked about a couple of podcasts ago. Um, So, where do I don't want to go with this? The whole time that Jesus was walking the earth and doing miracles to show that he was the Messiah of the Jews, including the 12 disciples and Judas in that mix, thought he was going to lead them in a war against the Romans and reestablish the power back to Jews. In in Acts chapter 1, 4 through 9, it says, this is is right before Jesus ascends to the Father and, and sends the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. It says, once he was eating with them, and he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before, talking about the Holy Spirit. John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him. They're not asking him one time, they kept on asking him. Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He's trying to get them refocused. Come on. <laughs> Talking about power. <laughs> but you will receive power. If you want power, he's in real power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him Mm. which would have been freaky for those guys Mm. back then they didn't have movie theaters with all this high tech stuff going on Jesus just started floating away and disappeared in the clouds but they there was a there's a power struggle going on here because you go back to the Old Testament and the Jews were in control they were in power they were God's chosen And and then the the Romans take over their territory, and uh, they're no longer in power, and they're oppressed. I guess would be a good word.
2: Yeah.
0: And and needless to say, they didn't get along very well, the two. And so it's a it's a power struggle going on. And so the the, the disciples are asking Jesus, when are you going to restore the power? Because obviously we thought you were coming to do that. You didn't do that. You you let them kill you. And now you're back alive again. So what's going on? And Jesus says, if you want real power, hang around. All right, All right. so at this time, the temple's still standing, right? Because it, it, And that's in AD 70s when the temple's destroyed. And that's when the Jews decide to, I don't know if they want to take matters from their own hand. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but they, they revolt mm-hmm. against the Roman government. And it wasn't good for them. And you can actually, uh, and I've done this on a podcast. I've, sh- I've shared it on a previous podcast uh, way back. I'm not sure which episode, but um, you can actually Google an eyewitness account from when the temple was being destroyed. And they're talking about what's going on and the, the soldiers coming in and, and tearing it down and mm-hmm. burning it and the, the blood that was shed from you know the people that were being just slaughtered. Mm-hmm. It, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, so, one of the things we talked about um, a little bit last night was th- this Roman, Roman government who was, at this t- when the temple was destroyed, was led by Nero. Um, Nero was not a good dude. Ruthless. Ruthless. And he, we talked about how he would take Christians alive and time to a pole, and pour oil on them and then light up you know light them on fire while they're still alive and then to light up his gardens and he would take christians other christians who were still alive and bury them with their upper parts of their bodies still above the ground and then just for sport drive his chariot over them you know trying to dodge them or whatever running over them just tort just you know Mm -hmm. just torture and when you think about stuff like that, and, you, and think about how the church was being persecuted, and then and then you put it all together with what Paul's been saying at the end of Romans twelve,
1: submit to these authorities,
0: love your enemies, mm-hmm. bless them, do good to them, feed them. Oh, by the way, those those enemies are killing you. Mm-hmm. They're killing your loved ones. They're torturing. Your loved ones. Right. They're breaking up your families. So we don't. We have a hard time comprehending that because we're in the United States and we're sport riding.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: We have freedom to do this stuff. There's a little bit of persecution, but not a whole lot. Not like what they were dealing with. So when you put it in perspective and you put it in context, it brings up. It sheds a whole new light on it. When Paul says. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. It's not an option, like you were saying.
1: And one of the things that my footnote says here is that Christians may have been tempted not to submit to them and to claim allegiance only to Christ. You know, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm just going to listen to Jesus, you know.
0: We're going to get into this in just a minute, but I mean, it goes back to, so, so if you're not submitting to the governing authorities, then what the Paul you're, said, you're, you're, you're basically rejecting what God has set and established,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is sin, basically, is what he's saying. Right. And when we were going over this last night, I was, you know, I, I made mention about how people say all the time, like, Biden's not my president, or they say Trump's not my president. Biden's not my president. Yeah. Yeah, he is. If you live in the United States and you're an American citizen, guess what? Whether you voted for him or not, right. Biden's your president. <laughs> um, you might not agree with the things that he says and does, and but he's still your president. Right. And, and
1: what is our responsibility as believers to pray for them? Yeah. I, I beseech you all, right, to pray first of all for those who are governing and those who are in authority that's our job yeah. and and to submit submit to them
0: you know I feel sorry for the guy because I mean he gets raked over the coals and people take his they put memes and they do videos and he can't stay away you know he's in these big leadership meetings with these very powerful people all over the world and he's you know he's <laughs> falling asleep <laughs> during the things and, you know, and 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 bless his heart, you know he has a hard time talking sometimes, kind of like me, he mumbles a lot. And uh, so people make fun of him all the time. But you know instead, you know instead of doing that, hey, why not pray for the guy? Yeah, right. I mean, he's in a he's in a position of power, and he can, if the Lord got a hold of his heart, he could do good.
1: Right. And, and we we were talking about this as we were discussing in preparation about. God can use anyone, right? The word says that it, it's him who can turn the watercourses of the king's heart. If he could use Pharaoh for his glory, mm-hmm. he can use anyone. If he can use Nebuchadnezzar for his glory, for his purposes, he can use anyone. Yeah. Um, so our responsibility is to submit and, and to pray for them.
0: Exactly all right so let's talk about this 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 was an interesting conversation last night when we talked about submitting to government okay, so, so we just went through this COVID thing for what three years two or three years and um churches were told to shut down mm. they had to close their doors like in california and other places and uh, here in tennessee they were given the options i think right
1: right we were given governor's guidance
0: yeah governor's guidance Um, but like in California, they said, you got to shut down. You can't meet together. And then we, we had churches that didn't listen to that. They went against what the governing authorities said to do. So my question that we talked about last night was, were those churches in sin? Were those pastors in sin who kept their church going? Because they, they did not submit to the governing authorities because the government, the governing authority says shut down. This is dangerous. People are dying from this, and you're spreading it. When you meet together, it's it's a what they call it super spreaders. Is you that know what that was called mm. back then? <laughs> when you had the groups of people, and so they said you can't meet because of that. And these churches said, "Yeah, we're going to meet." So, well, they didn't that,
1: that's a slippery slope <laughs> question. There, <laughs> um, I I feel like. I will submit to the authorities as long as it does not counteract the word of God. You know, if the authorities were to tell me to do something that is against the morals and values that the word instills, then um, I wouldn't. And we we also discussed, you know, civil disobedience during the time of um, the civil rights activists in the 60s and um and and before we talked about things like you know Harriet Tubman and people on the underground railroad trying to yes. help people escape slavery into a place of freedom um, and what they were doing was not legal according to the governing authorities
2: right
1: um we we mentioned Corrie Ten Tenboom and the people who were hiding Jews from the Nazis um, in preserving life from that annihilation. I I would say, you know, as long as what the authorities are telling me doesn't counteract what the Word of God tells me, okay.
0: That's a good point.
1: But if if they're telling me to do something that, that is that contradicts the word then I'm gonna I'm gonna disobey but the next couple of verses also says hey don't be surprised if there are consequences yeah. for that
0: yeah that's what we're gonna talk about in a minute
1: you know so I mean do I think Corey Ten Boom was sinning by preserving people's lives and hiding hiding folks no I think she was being used of the Lord to preserve life people yeah, yeah. um so in so many of those instances, yeah, I don't, I don't think that they were sinning against the Lord. On the contrary, they were, they were, being obedient to God, um, even though it was against
0: the. You remember the what? At the you time. remember um, when Moses died and Joshua took over? Mm-hmm. The first place they were going to go was Jericho. Mm-hmm. They had to march around the wall seven days, seven times. Who was living in the wall?
1: oh rahab rahab
0: a prostitute perfect perfect opportunity for the spies to go and hide hey we're, we're coming here to see this prostitute and so the governing authorities show up at her house where's these two spies they're uh, uh, we, we know they're here no they're not here
1: they went that way
0: yeah Go chase
1: them. You might be able to catch up with them. <laughs>
0: exactly, but they're in her house upstairs. You know, she's hiding them, mm-hmm. and she lies—literally lies—to the governing authorities. Rahab is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. Yes, yeah, she is in the lineage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just shows you that there's there's no perfect
1: people in in the Bible. Praise the Lord. David, he was a murderer, yeah. and. And an adulterer—he's in the lineage of Jesus. Yeah, you know, there's there's lots of um, not so savory characters exactly. in the Bible—real people, real people.
0: But she she lied to the governing authorities, and God used her to bring forth the Messiah.
2: hmm
0: So I saw that example when we were when we were when you were talking about Corey Ten Boom. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Paul says this is, a, this is from God. You, you buck up against authority, you're going to be punished. So punished how? Are they going to be fined?
1: Well, I mean, think about Daniel. Daniel oh, being yeah, yeah. thrown good, thrown into good. the lion's den. Yeah. You know, he was directly disobeying the ordinance that said you can't pray to anybody except the king. Yeah. The the ruler and and so he was set up for for punishment, right? But he gets thrown into the lion's den because he ha- has disobeyed the law.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so don't be surprised when you get thrown to the lions, mm. if you're disobeying the law. But he was like, "I'm going to obey my God and what He's told me to do, versus obeying the the civil authorities."
0: Should I Abednego.
1: Yeah, right. They wouldn't bow, even though um, even though the the authorities said, "Hey, you have to bow. You have to worship when you hear the music." They didn't. They said, "No, we're not bound to you." Um, we will only bow to our God.
0: Yeah. And what was their punishment? Right. They were thrown in the fire. Thrown in the fire. So.
1: But in both instances, God was able to preserve his people. And did. And did. But rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. You know, I I was thinking about that as we were chatting on this last night like okay, I, I didn't always walk with Jesus, right? And surely years ago if I knew I had illegal substances on me or in the car, surely. You know, not. oh yes. Um then oh a cop pulls up behind you, your heart starts racing. I bet. You know, it's like, oh
0: Eden? <laughs> I know.
1: you know there's a little bit of paranoia there but th- there is that fear there is that terror that you're going to there's going to be consequences you know um, but once, once I surrendered to Jesus and the Lord you know peeled that stuff off of me a cop could come up behind me and then I, I wasn't Scared anymore? I mean, I might check my speed to make sure I'm not, <laughs> not exceeding the speed limit. But but there was not that same fear of like, oh, I have things I could really get in trouble yeah. over, you know? Yeah. The struggle is real.
0: <laughs> yeah, many many years ago, I was um, I was in Oak Ridge and had been having a few beverages at a Dogs? Is that the name of it?
2: No, I have no idea.
0: The hot dog place over there, whatever. The bar and grill, the sports bar and grill. And I was driving back to Maribel And uh, I had this truck. It was a lowrider. And when you turned it on, if it was not at night, the, the headlights would come on. But sometimes that it was it was some kind of headlight somebody had put in. Some kind of fancy kind. Uh, those LEDs or whatever. And sometimes one of them d- didn't work. And you would have to turn the high beams on and then go back to your low beam and it would come on. And since I was a little under the influence, <laughs> I forgot. And I wasn't thinking. And all of a sudden, blue lights. And I, you know, it was a state trooper, mm. a female state trooper. And uh, I was like, well, I'm about to get a DUI right here on the spot. And... Uh, and so she said, "Your your headlights not working," and I said, "Oh yeah, wait, it'll work." And so I did my I did my lights, and it, and it worked. And she let me go, but my heart was
1: yeah.
0: I sold it really fast, and my heart was beating a hundred thousand miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the fear is real. The fear right? is real. I mean, they don't real. they don't bear the sword for nothing, right? <laughs> so, and so don't be don't be surprised if yeah. You know, the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. Be afraid. (laughs) Right? Throughout the scriptures. How many times does he say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Paul's saying, be afraid. But but this time he says, but if you do wrong, be afraid for the rulers don't bear the sword for no reason.
0: Yeah. So the moral of the story is, kids, don't drink and drop. Do what's Don't right. Don't do drugs. Do what's right. Do what's right. <laughs> and you won't and have to fear.
1: Right, and submit to the authorities.
0: <laughs> That's right. Alright, so so let's let's pull it back a notch and, and talk about this. Alright, so the government, the ruling authorities, place signs up all over the roads. Speed limit signs. Fifteen miles an hour. In school zones, thirty five mile an hour, 30, 35 mile an hour through little you know, through little city areas, wherever. 45 through rural areas, 55 on highways, 70, whatever, 65, wherever mm-hmm. they post. And let's say you're driving in a 45 mile an hour speed limit, but you're driving 55 or 60. So you're technically breaking the law, which was set by the governing authorities. Mm-hmm. But you make it to work or wherever your destination is, and you didn't get pulled over, but you were still speeding. So, are you sinning? Are you are you bucking up against the government authorities? Because you're not driving 45, you're driving 55 or 60.
1: Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> mercy, Lord! <laughs> we pray out for mercy. Uh,
0: and if you do get, you know, if there is a cop sitting there, you will be punished. Right. You will be paying some t- uh, money to the state. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. And if we wrongdo by by exceeding the speed limit, then um, don't be surprised for the punishment.
0: And then uh, we also brought up um, people, you know, like we pay taxes, right? Um, But do we pay taxes on everything that we make? We should. Mm hmm. But hey, you know, well, like <clears throat> being a full, when I was in full time ministry, I would have people give me that preacher handshake where they have the hundred dollar bill in, you know in their hand, and they would slide, you know, they would shake my hand, and, and the, the money would go into my hand. And you know, do you report that? Supposed to? Did I report it? Probably not. Guilty. <laughs> you know, you mow people. I was mowing yards on the side people pay cash sometimes you get paid cash a lot of people don't report to cash
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, you know God sees all that
2: right
1: thank you for the blood <laughs> thank you for <laughs> Grace the blood and mercy
0: <laughs> long suffering um, that's why we talked about last night the sins of omission so sins of commission you know there's there's a, we sin in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and when you really sit down and think about it you really start to see how big God's grace and mercy is
1: right I mean if, if Paul says you know I who am the chief of all sinners was shown mercy so that in me Christ might display his unlimited patience mm-hmm. you know and we think of Paul as this spiritual superhero yet he's saying I who am the chief of all sinners you know, we're no different. We're no different. Um, Mary, I who am the chief of all sinners, was shown mercy.
0: Well, I forget what chapter it is in Romans, but he talks about the struggle that it, even he has with right. sin. Mm-hmm. He says, who's going to deliver me from this?
1: Right. I, I keep doing what I don't want to do, and I, what I don't want to do, I do. And I...
0: Yeah. Yeah. The struggle's real. Who
1: will deliver me from this body of death yeah, right
0: yeah and he's like the greatest missionary that's ever walked face there mm-hmm. and he struggled with, right. with sin and, and he's writing to Christians here he, what he's writing to people who follow Jesus what so, right he's writing to the church yeah he's writing to the church which means you know we're made up of people who sin we're, we're, we're sinners praise God for Run, his mercy Romans three twenty three. well mm-hmm. sin and comes short of the glory of God Breaking that speed limit, man.
1: Glory to God. But the gift of God is not the same as the trespass, right? That's right. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience.
0: Yeah.
1: So my footnote there says, Civil authorities are, are ordained by God. And in order to maintain a good conscience, Christians must duly honor them.
0: Hmm. But when you put that in the context with what they're dealing with, the persecution, it's hard. It would be very difficult.
1: It takes Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Definitely, 100%. Because, you know, we're, think, we're talking about stuff like COVID and, and shutting down and, and, you know, and still meeting and stuff like that. But these people were literally dying
1: right eating eaten by lions yeah anybody in your family eaten by lions recently bit
0: by a dog maybe but (laughs) by it
1: not quite the same
0: or scratched by a cat or something something like that for the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right but in those who are doing wrong would you like to live without fear of the authorities do what is right and they will honor you the authorities are in other words if you Stay out of trouble. They're gonna leave you alone. If you're going, if you're going to start riots, or if you're going to go into, to, like we talked about, the the mall and mm-hmm. just start r- grabbing all the electronic equipment you can, throw it in your buggy, and you know, going out the door, they're gonna come after you. They're gonna, you know, and then don't act, don't act like an idiot and say, well, "Why are you after me? What did I do? I, I didn't do anything wrong. This I got. This is my right."
2: So I think you talked about it yesterday about like over in China
1: a lot of people that get persecuted for having church
0: mm. yeah it's underground then. yeah they, they literally rip pages out of a bible and pass it around hiding the word in their heart they memorize it because they can't they, if they get caught with a bible they go to jail mm-hmm. they are persecuted right so.
1: right in other parts of the world where where Christians are truly persecuted on a whole nother level like, people are dismembered, um, homes are burned, you know. So how
0: would you relate this section to, like, the places that are highly persecuted?
1: Mm. Again, you know, submit to the authorities as, as much as it does not contradict the Word of God. Mm. And that's where I would, I would say that even, even the churches that, that still met throughout COVID you know they were they were obeying what god has told them to do because the lord where is it in hebrews right where he says don't don't forsake the gathering together hebrews 10 right that we could encourage one another and so they were more concerned with continuing to meet together and follow god's direction and okay if there's consequences there's consequences but we're going to continue to meet. So understandable um, for those those people who are meeting underground and like silently singing because they can't make a noise Yeah. because they'll be found out. We can't even fathom what that would be like.
0: Well, isn't that, isn't that what the catacombs was about? In the... Isn't so. that where the, where the church was going underground? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they got the carvings on the walls and the catacombs and stuff mm-hmm. yeah Paul says in verse 4 that the authorities are God's servants sent for your good most people would, today would argue that mm-hmm. they think the cops are out to get them mm-hmm. you know they're just after me because I'm you know of a certain race certain, certain nationality or whatever uh, no they wouldn't be after you if you were not doing these evil deeds if you're not sinning well they say nothing good happens after midnight but you're out at 2 o'clock in the morning you know robbing a bank or whatever well, I don't know what the cops after me Oh, uh, anyway squirrel <laughs> Um, the authorities are God's servants send for your good and so I, I asked are there some exceptions to this yes there, there are some people in authority who abuse their power right they let it go to their head and they 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 uh, they abuse their power. But that does not change God's word.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Submit. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, 13 and 14 says, For the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority. For whose sake?
1: For the Lord's, For the Lord's sake. sake.
0: It's all about your testimony. It's all about your witness. Submit to all human authority, whether the king as head of state or the officials he has appointed. For the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and honor those who do right. So, I mean... Um, so we have a testimony. If we're following Christ and we're going against the governing authorities, it's going to ruin our testimony. It's going to run our witness.
2: Right.
0: Not just governing authorities, but, you know, like the church leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, your boss at work who's in authority. You know, there's different kind of managers and, you know, zone managers and, store managers and whatever, wherever you work, um, they're in an authority. Over, anybody that's in an authority over you, you are to submit. And if you don't, then you're breaking what God says to do.
1: Children, obey your parents and the Lord for hey, this hey. is right. <laughs> of, and the first uh, commandment a with a, a promise. Saying, right? All the parents said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they You mm-hmm. know, but all of us as children have disobeyed those authorities right we all fall short of the glory um but what does he say for this is right it's right for us to submit and and obey our parents it's right that's the only command for promise us to too. submit to the authorities that are placed yeah. above us
0: alright so for, before we end you kind of alluded to this already um but when do you not obey the authorities? When is it okay to rebel, or is it okay to rebel?
1: When they're telling you to do things that are contrary to the Word of God.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, Revelation warns, and I think we're getting closer and closer to this about you know the mark of the beast. Those who receive the mark of the beast will not inherit the kingdom. You know, hmm. those who act in certain ways will not inherit the kingdom. You know, if if somebody requires me to receive a mark so that I can buy or sell, guess I'm not buying or selling anything anymore. Well, you Barter, grow a lot. You're bartering you're right. so it you, is, You're right? going
0: to be good to go. You grow a lot of your food already. But, yeah, because you brought this up last night about the... In Galatians, and I can forget where the other list is, but you know, Paul throws out these lists of sins. Says you know, you're not if you do these things you're, or such like, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Which God is the ultimate authority, right? right? And if we go against what God says, then don't, it'd be like those people in Matthew six, Matthew seven. It says, Lord, Lord, mm. did we do this? Your name? Did we mm-hmm. do that? Name? He says, I never knew. So there's a good example in Acts chapter four. We we'll end with this. And I'll just read verses one through twenty-two. It says, while Peter and John, you know, the two two of the uh, uh, twelve original disciples, exactly, the Holy Spirit fell in Acts chapter two and anointed them. And they were speaking in tongues and all that good stuff. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests and the captain of the temple guard and some of the Sadducees. So you got all these governing authorities, right? Mm-hmm. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. And they arrested them and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. So they had to stay all night in jail. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. All these governing authorities. Annas the high priest was there along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander and other relatives of the high priest and they brought in the two disciples and demanded by what power or in whose name have you done this? And then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers and elders of the people you people who are governing authorities are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you because you know they healed the guy at the gate, Mm -hmm. beautiful gate the gate called beautiful uh, do, you, do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So he's not backing down. Remember, he, he just denied Jesus three times. We talked, you talked about it in a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, he wimped out when Jesus was going to the cross. And, uh, and so now here he is getting another opportunity and he's like, let me state this clearly for you. Let me clearly state uh, that Jesus, this powerful name in Jesus, this guy was healed. Uh, The man you crucified, now that's bold. That's bold. He's he's telling these people in authority, y'all crucified this man. Uh, And God raised him from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says the stone that you built rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And the members of the council, I was talking basically the Sanhedrin. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the Scriptures. They were fishermen; right. yeah. they owned a fishing business until they met Jesus. Uh, they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. I love that passage.
1: Lord, may we be recognized That's as right. those who have been with Jesus. Jesus. Yeah.
0: But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, because here's the evidence, (laughs) can't speak against the facts, Uh, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What are we going to do these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign, and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. Word has spread, right? Mm-hmm. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you, you people who are in authority? You, you know, you got a lot of power in this room. Mm-hmm. And we're just fishermen, but we're filled with the Holy Spirit. God lives inside of us. We've worked this miracle, or God worked this miracle through us. This man's life has been changed. He's standing right here. You can see it. You cannot deny it. And this was done in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. So do you think God wants us to obey you rather than Him? And then He says, we cannot stop telling about everything that we have seen and heard. Mm -hmm. And the council threatened them further But they finally let them go because they did not know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign and the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. And then right after this, they're going to get arrested again. And they're going to get beaten. Mm -hmm. That's when when persecution started.
1: Is it better for
0: us to obey God or man? I'll take God. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll take it, but it's easy for us to sit at this table and say that, though, because we're not being persecuted. We, I mean, we can sit in here. We got multiple copies of the Bible, and right. you know we're not having to rip out pages because you know it's illegal to own a Bible. But we got you know, we got them on our phone that reads it to us, mm-hmm. and we've got multiple copies. We got it on the computer. Nobody's busting down our door, you know, with a gun and putting it to our head, saying, you know, close your Bible because I pull a trigger. We don't have to worry about that here.
1: All right.
0: So it's, it's easy for us to say that's Lord,
1: that. Lord be with the people who live in those areas.
0: Yeah. Why, why don't we just pray for them the, the persecuted in the church? Yeah. Wow. Well, let's do that and then we'll end the podcast with a prayer. Yeah. Father, we just thank you for freedom, the freedom that we have to, to worship you in spirit and truth here in America. Thank you that we uh, you. have been set free by the blood of Christ and thank you for uh, the blessings on this nation. And we pray for our nation, those thank who you. rebel against the authorities, those who re- who are rebelling against you. And we just pray their hearts would be open and, uh, and turn to you, Father. But Lord, we want to lift up those those people, those Christians who are following you, who are uh, in other countries that are being persecuted, who, um, who are under the influence of authorities who have no respect for you and your kingdom and your ways. And we just pray for your protection over them, that you would watch over them that you would just guard their families, their loved ones. Um, Lord, many they have seen uh, be put in jail to be um, persecuted, to be tortured. Um, And we just pray, Father, that you would uh, comfort them. Mm -hmm. You would strengthen their faith. Um, And we see it in the book of Hebrews where he says, let us hold fast without wavering. I know that it has to be difficult when you see a, a loved one suffer for the cause of Christ. And we just pray that you would strengthen their faith, that you, you would Mother. guard their hearts, and you would uh, continually remind them of the grace and the mercy and the love that you have for them and that crown that is waiting on them, that they would faithfully endure until the end, as Revelation 2.10 says, and they Thank would receive you. that crown of life. Yeah. And fathers, we see the persecution coming in our nation. Uh, we just pray for protection for our our people and for um, those who follow you and the families that uh, that you are the center of and we pray for uh, our governing authorities, our state representatives our, our governors our our Senate, mm-hmm. the Congress our, our president. Um, Father, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would move in mighty ways in, in their hearts. We pray for their families. We pray your blessings upon them. We're thankful for their leadership. We may not always agree with them, but Father, they're there for a reason, and you placed them there, and we put our faith and our trust in you. And we just thank you for, again, for this great nation that we live in, the freedom we have. And we ask your blessings upon all of those who are being persecuted because of their faith. And you will strengthen their faith. That's yeah. in Christ's name we pray, amen. You wanna yes. have anything to that prayer?
1: Mm. Mm. Lord, uh, I've, I've heard the stories of people who have been in, in persecuted churches that didn't pray for the persecution to go away but they said, Lord, strengthen our backs to be able to stand up under it. Mm. Thank you for that tenacity. Thank you for that boldness. And thank you for their, their witness to say, even if it costs my life, like Esther said, if I perish, I perish. I'm going to obey God. Lord, give us that strength and that courage, that boldness, to stand for righteousness, even when persecution comes our way. But Lord, as much as it is within our power to do so, you also tell us to live at peace with others. You also tell us to, to pray for those who, um, persecute us, to pray for the, the authorities and those in, uh, places of power and government and rule. So give us the grace to do that. Not to harbor bitterness and resentment, but to lift them up to your throne. Yeah. Knowing that you're the one ultimately in charge. You're the one that has established those authorities. So give us grace, Lord, to walk in and be submissive to do the things that we ought to do because they are right. And give us wisdom to know when it's time to do something that is not in alignment with the authorities because we're following after you. Yeah. I ask for that in Jesus' name.
0: Yeah. I just want to pray for the cops that are mm-hmm. local here in Maryville and Alcoa. I've got friends that are cops here in their families. Yeah. So just, Thank you, Lord. Thank uh, but not just here, but just cops everywhere, Lord, who um, put their lives on the line each and every day. To, to keep a, uh, the peace in their cities and you know there's a lot of people who look down upon these cops and want to challenge them and I just pray that um, that you would keep them safe each and every day and thankful for their willingness to serve um, our communities and just bless their families I know their their children worry about them their their wives and their husbands their spouses they worry about them and they're out on duty um we just thank you for their willingness to serve and just pray your protection and your hand be upon them and their families and bless them in the morning. Thank you, Father. Just, just thank you for
2: mm-hmm.
0: your love and your mercy. Thank you that while we were enemies, you died for us. Thank you, Father. Help us to love our enemies. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Name. Amen. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to The Grinded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share The Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.